At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. This is the New York City Cast with Will Hill, presented by Bet Rivers. What is up, New York City Cast, Bet Rivers Sportsbook? A Monday show for you today. Uh, it is officially Super Bowl week. Uh, we kind of haven't done a lot on it. I didn't want to have overkill here, you know, do nine, ten shows, uh, ten hours of, of Rams, Bengals go, going into all these props. I didn't want to overdo it, but. Uh, it's here. It's officially Super Bowl week. Uh, I don't get the sense that there's a ton of buzz for this game, at least the last week. You know, the two weeks off kind of kills that buzz. It's Rams, Bengals. It's a strange matchup. But it's the Super Bowl. So uh, starting to get fired up for this one. Bet River Sportsbook has a ton of betting options 660 betting options. There's all sorts of props, player props. You know, will a quarterback catch a pass? Uh, you know, Super Bowl halftime props. So. Uh, we will dive deep into these as the week goes on. There's a lot of them. Go to Bet River Sportsbook, BetRivers.com, and, and check out all these options. We will certainly uh, have plenty of bets trying to find value uh, in these markets as the week uh, goes on here. It's it's here. It's a weird matchup. You know, it's weird with, with this extra week, with week 18. Uh, and we're already into February and we'll be in the middle of February here uh, as the Super Bowl takes place. The season ends, which. You know, it's it's. I think it's a good thing because you know what, it's kind of a dead time of the year. Uh, once you get through with the Super Bowl, it's only a couple weeks till March Madness, and then boom, you're back to, uh, you know, back to the NCAA tournament, NBA playoffs. Hopefully, baseball. I guess the the news this past week, if you've been paying attention, hasn't been too encouraging. So, uh, boy, we're gonna have a, a, a have to really expand our horizons here. If there's no baseball, we'll. Uh, you know, maybe start betting on some badminton, some tennis, some uh, some curling. I have no idea. Hopefully, they can get this straightened out. But uh, we have to start with basketball. As uh, I'm guilty of it, you're all guilty of it. When there's a car crash, when there's a two, three, four car pileup on the highway, obviously you you drive by it and you hope everyone's okay. But what do you do? You look. You look. We all look. Uh, it's just human nature. You kind of want to see, wow, look at that car, look at this car, what happened. Uh, that's the new, that's the Brooklyn Nets right now. I almost called them the New, Jer- the New Jersey Nets. That is the Brooklyn Nets. They have now lost eight in a row, 124 to 104 yesterday in Denver. They did not play any defense. They gave up 76 points in the first half. Uh, it's funny, this game was 76-3 at the half. Looks like it was going to fly over. Only 30 points total scored in the fourth quarter. It goes over by a half a point. So uh, they really slowed down. Both teams did in the fourth quarter. Uh, it was like 20 points in the fourth quarter with like a minute left, and then they you know, hit a few shots. But the Nets are just a disaster right now. 
Uh, Harden, is he going to be traded? Is he going to play? We'll get to all that. Uh, but look, the easiest thing in the world would be to come on today and to say, you know what, it's over. The Nets have lost eight in a row. They're dead. They're not winning a title. Not ready to go there yet. I'm not ready to go there yet. They have a very large, very tall gentleman that can shoot the basketball uh, at a very successful rate, and that is Kevin Durant. And once he comes back, uh, things have a way uh, of taking care of themselves. I think Durant, if he comes back, when he comes back, and we've got no indication that he won't, kind of changes everything. So I'm not ready to write him off. My take on him all year has kind of been, you know what, when they lose a few games, I'm not worried about him. Uh, you know, they'll probably play Milwaukee in the conference finals or de facto conference finals. The last couple of weeks I've pivoted and I said, you know what, I just don't trust him to stay healthy, to be healthy. Uh, whether it's Kyrie with vaccines or injuries, he's had an injury past. Harden getting hurt all the time. Durant's had injuries. I just don't trust him to be healthy. I think Milwaukee's a little more reliable. They've gotten the monkey off their back in terms of winning the title. Uh, I pivoted the last couple of weeks and just said, you know what, I, I'm not really in on this Nets team. But I still wouldn't be shocked if everything, you know, they got Durant back. Uh, if you really want to get optimistic about it, you say, you know what, New York can adjust their vaccination policy where Kyrie can play all the games. Uh, and then Harden rounds into shape, and you got a hell of a team, and you got a chance to hold up the trophy. It's still not impossible. This team wins a tro wins wins a title here and holds up the trophy here in a few months. It's not impossible. Uh, they've certainly been downgraded according to the odds. Bet River Sportsbook now has them plus four hundred to win the title. Still the favorite, which uh, I, I wouldn't make them the favorite. I would need longer odds to play them. You know, six seven to one. Maybe you get me thinking about it, but they've just a, a mess right now. And while I could see them winning four hundred and plus four hundred is not enough for me. Uh, the other favorites, co-favorites, pretty much. Warriors and Suns are both plus 450. The Bucks are six to one. The Heat, 12 to one. The Jazz, 16 to one. Sixers, 16 to one. Uh, Lakers, 20 to one. Bulls, 28 to one. Grizzlies, 30 to one. Nuggets, 35 to one. Mavs, 40 to one. Uh, your New York Knickerbockers, all the way down at 200 to one. Uh, if you like wasting money, you can bet on that. Uh, but it's been bad for the Nets. They lost eight in a row. It was a disaster on Friday night. Utah just ran them out of the gym. Uh, they blew a lead to the Kings, just a horrible loss. And you could check my tweets. I, I retweeted there's this thread of Harden in the Sacramento game where he had four points. And uh, there was nine or ten clips where he's basically walking on defense, walking to close out on shooters. Basically NBA All-Star game level defense where he's just not even jogging. I mean, it's so bad. It's so bad. And, and the idea that you're going to watch that and think, you know what, I'm going to give this guy... Uh, 250, $250 million for four or five years. He's 30-something. Uh, it's hard to deal with. It, it, it's really, that's that's a tough one uh, if you're the Nets. And uh, it's just, it, it's gotten so bad on so many levels. They don't play any defense. They miss Harris. They don't have a lot of shooting. Uh, Aldridge is hurt. It's just, it's it's really a mess right now. It's, it's, a, it's a car crash. It's as bad as it can be. The Nets right now are the seventh seed. If the season ended today, they would be in the play-in. Uh, if we go through the East standings, Miami and Chicago, both at the top. Miami's the one. They both have 20 losses. Uh, the first five teams, the top five teams in the East either have 20 or 21 losses. So Miami, Chicago, Milwaukee, Cleveland, and Philly all have either 20 or 21 losses. They're all pretty much separated by a game or half a game. So uh, there's, there's, that's a big group there with, with a, not a lot of uh, separation. Then you got Toronto, who's played well. Great organization. They're 28 and 23. They're the sixth seed. They're actually second place in the division. The Nets are in third place in the division. Uh, I mentioned a couple weeks ago that Sixers plus 175 to win the division uh, is a hell of a bet, and uh, they are now the favorite to win the division. The Sixers are. Brooklyn, the seven seed at 29 and 24. If the season ended today, they would be in the playing against the Celtics, who have played well. Celtics are 30 and 25. 
Uh, then the rest of the playing teams, Charlotte 28 and 26, uh, Atlanta 25 and 28. Washington's fallen off the map. They are 24 and 28. The Knicks 24 and 29. We'll get to them uh, in a minute. Would it, would, you know, they're out of it. They have a brutal schedule coming up the next month or so, as we've discussed. Terrible loss against the Lakers the other night. I, I would imagine they would just trade some of these veterans, try to get off some of these money, maybe get some picks back if you can, uh, and just kind of build for next year, get some lottery balls, because the Knicks are not going anywhere. But uh, it's been bad for the Nets. It's been bad defensively. You know, Kyrie only playing half the games. Harden. Uh, we should do a minute on Harden here, because uh, it's interesting. If you're if you follow this stuff, the basketball transaction, you know there's two kind of power brokers, two news brokers. It's Woj, Adrian Wojnarowski, and Shams Charania. And they're both, you know, always at, at an arms arms race uh, for information, breaking stories. If one of them tweets it a second before the other one, uh, you, you know the other one's right behind it with the story. So it, it's a vicious competition for scoops. And, you know, they're usually on the same page with the information, talking to the same people. It's amazing how they both come out with things at the same time. But this one, the Harden story, uh, they differ on because on Friday, Shams broke the story that the Nets would be willing to trade Harden to Philly. Philly's going to pursue them and that a deal is very much possible, uh, which would include Ben Simmons going to the Nets, who the Nets could actually use for all of Simmons' flaws. Uh, a 6'10", small ball five who could defend, who could rebound. Uh, for all of Simmons' issues, he can he can defend the hell out of people still. So he would actually help the Nets, and Shams said it's very much on the table. Woj, however, uh, just reported recently, I think yesterday, that a month or so ago, Maury called the Nets. They're kind of exchanging pleasantries. Uh, then they get down to, to brass tacks, and Maury says... Well, what what about trading James? And the Nets' response was James who? Because we have you know we have two James, James Harden, James Johnson, and Maury, of course, says James Harden. And the Nets' answer was no, just a flat no. That's all there was to it. Not happening. And Woj says they haven't talked since. So, uh, differing reports here. It's hard to know you know what's what, what's true. Uh, Nash, Steve Nash, the, uh, the Nets' coach, came out yesterday and definitively said that we are not trading James Harden. He said we are not trading him. And I saw some of the, the comments, the replies on Twitter will say, well, what's he going to say? Of course he's going to say that. Um, I mean, we've all, we've all heard coach speak enough to know when, you know, coaches, GMs, they can skirt an issue. They can kind of say, you know what, we'd love to have James here and, and be noncommittal, be kind of vague. Nash was not vague. Nash was bold. He was very adamant. You know what, definitively, James Harden is going to be a net. He wants to be here. We want him here. You know, next question, that kind of thing. So. I wouldn't imagine Nash would go on the record like that uh, and just definitively declare that that uh, Harden's going to be on the team and then trade him two or three days later. That would be a bad look, and Nash is starting to get under some heat here. He's starting to be under some fire. It's, you know, A lot of people uh, take issue with his rotations, with the way his team plays defense, doesn't play defense, which, look, I mean, you're going to hire a first-time head coach, and he was more than qualified. He's a two-time MVP. But, look, you're, there's going to be some growing pains. He's a first-time uh, head coach, and you thrust him into a situation where uh, he's expected to win a championship. He's got the, the title favorite. The Nets made that mistake before when they hired Kidd. They gave Jason Kidd his first job, and, you know, he'd never been a coach before, and you throw him into uh, a team with had Paul Pierce, Garnett. It was a win-now team. Remember they made that big trade with the Celtics where they had, you know, Lopez, uh, Joe Johnson, uh, and they traded the two guys from the Celtics. Uh, that's a tricky situation. You would think a veteran coach, 
uh, would be a better fit. So Nash has come under some fire here, but Nash did say definitively that Harden's not going anywhere. Uh, and this is how bad it's gotten. There was a report today I, I saw on one of the, I think it might have been Woj, the Nets are now confident that James Harden's injury is real. That was a real a real sentence that was written. So that's how bad it's gotten there, that there's skeptic, skepticism that Harden you know, is faking these injuries. How hard is he really? Does he, Is he really just trying to pout his way out of Brooklyn? And we've seen it pout his way out of places before. It was basically just a year ago where he's throwing the ball out of bounds on purpose for the Rockets, saying, get me out of here. I don't want to play here. I don't have any help, which... Yeah, there's some truth with it. Some truth too. There was, that's not that wasn't a great roster, not a great roster at all. But that's a tough look when you do that. You get your wish, you get out of there. Then a year later, you're doing the same thing. Well, I don't want to play here either. Well, at some point, you got to find somewhere where you want to play. Now, uh, I'm sure he looked at it like I thought I signed up for something different. I got to play with Durant. I got to play with Kyrie. Durant's hurt. Kyrie only plays half the games. This is BS. Get me out of here. He, there, there is some validity to that, but. Uh, it's just a tough look here for Harden to do this twice in a year where, you know, you, you basically, you're making a lot of money here. You're making a ton of money and to pout, to act kind of like a baby, to get yourself out of one situation. Okay. It works. You get out of it. And then you go to another situation. And as soon as it goes south, you want out of this situation. Well, eventually, uh, eventually you got to find somewhere you want to play. So a uh, bad look for the Nets. I wouldn't count them out yet. Now title favorite, which they are that I, I think is a bit much. I picked Milwaukee over them. Uh, I pick a lot of these teams over them right now. It's it's just hard to evaluate. You know, there's just not a whole team. Who knows when Harris is going to be back, if he's going to be back. Uh, but again, there's a version of this where Durant comes back and everything else kind of falls into line. Durant, you could he's probably still the best player in the league. You could say Giannis. Uh, you know, you could always say Curry. But Durant, to me, it, it's seven foot. We saw what he did last year in the playoffs. If his foot's not on the line, they probably win a championship. And uh, he basically went the whole postseason without missing a shot. And once you get that guy back, uh, everything else kind of take care of itself. They've gotten through a rough part of the schedule. The schedule gets a little easier here the next month or so. Lots of games against the Wizards, the Celtics. Uh, you know, I'm sure these teams probably look at the Nets and say it's an easy game for us the way the Nets are playing. So uh, bad for the Nets right now. They've lost eight in a row. Kind of the story in the league. They're the playing team. Uh, just a disaster of a situation. But wouldn't count them out yet. Wouldn't count them out yet. All is not lost. We'll see when Durant gets back. If when Harding comes back, you know, I, I can't imagine he'd be traded. It doesn't sound like he'll be traded uh, with how definitive Nash was. But that's the net situation. When we come back, we'll spend a little time uh, on the Knicks, who had just a brutal loss the other night in L.A. It was a fun game, really. Uh, one of the better games of the year, just a back-and-forth game. Uh, we'll get into their situation, what they plan to do at the deadline. This is the New York City cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. It's been a trip going to New Jersey to place your online sports bets, but those days are over. Legal online sports betting is now live in New York with BetRivers Sportsbook. Sign up right now. Download the BetRivers app or go to BetRivers.com. Get an account and start making your bets right here in New York. You even get up to a $250 match on your first deposit. That's BetRivers Sportsbook. Must be 21. Playable New York only. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. All right, we are back. Uh, we'll do a few different things here. We'll do a little Knicks here. Actually getting a little bit of college basketball because you look up, the Super Bowl is going to take us with the extra week to the middle of February. And uh, we don't spend a lot of time on college basketball. I don't know if I've done any college basketball since we started, but um, look, it, it's hard. We're all going to fill out brackets. We're all going to bet 
uh, the NCAA tournament. So you can't just go into it cold. You can't just take the final exam, wake up, not study, not go to class all semester, and wake up and ace the test. So uh, it's a good good time to start to learn these teams. You know, with football winding down, only one game left. Uh, just spent a couple of minutes on you know college basketball and uh, definitely getting to some Super Bowl picks, some early leans, some ways to get at this game. But got to spend a minute on the Knicks. Knicks are in Utah tonight. Jazz favored by seven and a half, total 217 at Bet River Sportsbook. And look, we, we, I've said this since I started doing the podcast. The Knicks last year, it was all about the circumstances. Uh, you know, these teams were coming off the bubble. They were resting superstars. They, you know, were trying to get their, their situation organized in terms of, you know, load management. A lot of guys were hurt. Uh, a lot of teams basically didn't have an offseason. If you were in the bubble till the end, you know, the season didn't didn't end to the middle of October, then end of December, the season's starting again. So the Knicks kind of benefited from that. Thibodeau did a good job. Thibodeau, this is what he does, though. He kind of, He's gruff, and he just kind of grinds you down, and he wears out his welcome, and he really hasn't done a good job this year. The Knicks have taken a step back. They are now 24-28, and 28, and uh, we mentioned a couple weeks ago this stretch was going to bury him, and it really has, starting with uh, the Cavs Monday night a couple weeks ago. That stretch where they were at Cleveland, at Milwaukee, at Miami. They lost all three of those games. And uh, now they have a bunch of these West Coast teams on the road. They play the Nuggets tomorrow night. They play the Jazz tonight. Uh, you know, they got games against the Clippers. The Sun's coming up. Not that the Clippers are great, but uh, the Knicks are not going to be in the mix. With the trade deadline coming Thursday, I would expect them to move some pieces. Whether you can get anything for Fournier, I doubt it. You'd like to just get off of the money. Uh, you know, Kemba Walker, he's obviously, that didn't work out. You know, and Thibodeau. Loves these older players. You almost have to, uh, it's like the scene in Moneyball. You almost have to, remember the first baseman, I think it was Jeremy Giambi with the GM and the manager, uh, Brad Pitt, the, the G, what played the GM. He was going back and forth about who plays first base. Eventually one day he says, all right, you can't play Giambi at first tonight. And the manager's like, I'm not going through this again with you. And, and Brad Pitt's character says, you can't play him because I just traded him. I mean, that's basically what you have to do to Thibodeau. You, they traded for Cam Reddish. Uh, he's a lottery pick. They gave up a, a couple... It's probably going to be a couple second rounders, but it could be a first rounder. But you gave up stuff for him. He's young. He was, he's got a lot of talent. He went high in the draft. And he's basically just rotting on the bench, and he can't get on the floor. And, and you're playing Fournier. You're playing Walker. I mean, you're playing these older guys. Nerland's Noel. It's just uh, it's time for a, a youth movement here if you're the Knicks. Just play these younger guys quickly. Grimes, get Reddish in there. Uh, get as many lottery balls as you can and just get ready for next year because this Knicks team – uh, again, you could talk yourself into we're in the mix for a playing spot. You're really not. And even if you did, what, you crawl into the 10 seed and you get knocked out. I mean, what's the point of that? There really is none. So uh, the Knicks are going to win probably 34, 35 games. Uh, I've been saying since the beginning of the year that this team is just, they, they were a good under bet. Uh, that was kind of a fluky uh, season last year. And we've seen them really come back down to earth. That was a terrible loss the other night. Terrible loss. Up 21 against the Lakers. Up 9 nothing before you could blink. I think Barrett hit a couple threes. Barrett played well. Somebody else hit a three. Within the first minute, it's 9 nothing. Uh, they were up 21 early. And eventually, the Lakers come back, play good defense the third quarter. Lakers are up 9 with like a minute and a half, two minutes left. Before you know it, the game is tied. Uh, Westbrook's missing free throws, and if you watched, it was pretty funny. There's a collective groan in LA every time Westbrook goes to shoot. There's a no, no, please don't. And they, you know they started, they actually started booing him the other day, which uh, is justified. Westbrook has just played terrible, but anyway, the game goes to overtime. Knicks hit a three in the final seconds uh, to force overtime. Lakers kind of take over in overtime. Davis actually played really well. You know he hadn't played very well 
uh, all season. He got hurt, missed a month or so, came back, and uh, I guess from some of his quotes, he's really evaluated his game. I think he took off a little weight, not in terms, not like he was fat, but he, you know, he was bulked up. He put on a lot of muscle to play the five, and uh, he's kind of thinned down here and played really well. And he is really, you, know, you forget how special he is because you think of Davies, you think, oh, he's always hurt, struggled the last year or two. You forget what a special player is, just with his athleticism, his size, uh, his skill. He is uh, an incredible player, and you know. Uh, the Lakers are, are tough. If you get LeBron and Davis healthy, which is a, a big if, uh, that's not an easy team to play. Now, the rest of the, the roster is just hot garbage. The Russ trade was a disaster. They missed Kuzma and Pope and, and the guys they gave up for that. Uh, to make that move happen was really just a detrimental move. They lost Caruso, which uh, was a big part of their team. But uh, you know you still have LeBron and Davis. You got two of the five or six best players in the league. When Davis is Davis, uh, he's that good, and he was that good the other night. But the Knicks let one get away, and again they are headed nowhere. They are headed for 34, 35 wins. Maybe for once you get some luck in the lottery. You know there've been plenty of times when the Knicks have the best odds and they finish third. You know that draft with Zion and Morant, they finished third. Now Barrett's a decent player, but still you'd love to have Morant. You'd still probably even like to have Zion, even though uh, there's been some issues there, obviously, with his weight and getting on the floor. He's been pretty good when he's played. And the Knicks have just been kind of cursed ever since Ewing. They've been kind of cursed in the lottery. It hasn't worked out. Maybe this year, you know, you get lucky, you get some ping pong balls to go your way. But the Knicks um, are not going to the playoffs. The Knicks are not going to the playoffs. They're in Utah tonight, getting seven and a half. I would lean towards Utah here. Utah's getting a little healthier. Uh, again, with the NBA, you always have to wait to the last minute to see who's in, see who's out. But Mitchell came back. They buried the Nets the other night. So uh, would lean would lean towards the Jazz. Uh, just some other things quickly as we pivot to football. Get you some, some early leans here on the Super Bowl. Uh, and a couple college basketball picks for tonight just because I'm feeling generous. I want to give you guys something to bet on. If you heard me on the Lombardi line last week, I gave out Hoagie 60 to 1. So a bunch of you guys are messaging me, congratulating me, thanking me. So uh, the way to thank me, just tell your friends about VSIN, tell your friends about the New York City cast, have them subscribe. We appreciate all the feedback and uh, it feels good to help people win. So hopefully you played along, you listened to that one. And I'll give you some picks here in a minute. Uh, the Giants quickly, Patrick Graham, the defensive coordinator who was interviewing for head coaching positions, uh, takes a job with the Raiders to be their head coach. Uh, as we've seen the coaching carousel move around, McDaniels is the coach, the, the head coach in Vegas. They have a relationship, he and Graham do, from New England. So that's why you're seeing that. It looks like Lovey Smith is going to be the head coach for the Houston Texans. What the hell? I mean, that is out of nowhere. He, he, you know, he's bounced around. He's been a defensive coordinator. He was the coach at Illinois. He really didn't even do a good job there. Uh, very strange hire. Very strange hire. Why not just keep Cully? Cully did a decent job. The team was feisty at the end of the year. That was competitive. It was a terrible roster uh, with no Watson. They actually won, I think, one fewer game than, than Watson with Watson the year before. So Cully did a good job. Uh, you know, why you're going to fire him and not, and not you know, bring in Flores, bring in somebody. Why, why Lovey Smith? I have no idea. That was a strange hire. It looked like McCown was going to get the job for a little while. Uh, goes to Lovey Smith, who... Boy, that's out of nowhere. Uh, I'm surprised by that one. Uh, but it was weird yesterday, no football. Uh, and I say no football. Everyone complaining about the Pro Bowl. I mean, what did you expect? If you've watched any minute of the Pro Bowl the last 10, 15 years, this is what, is, what it always is. It's always been basically flag football, two-hand touch. And uh, yesterday, I guess the, the rules have changed where it's actually two-hand touch now. And uh, of course, there's a million points scored and people complaining, well, if this is the level of play there's going to be, they should cancel the game. 
it's not about the level of play. I mean, do people really not understand it? It's not about the level of play. It's about does it get a rating? And I'm sure I haven't seen the ratings. I'm sure it did a decent rating. It usually does a pretty good rating just because, look, it's football. You can watch it. You can bet on it. Uh, we're we're kind of wired. We're still in that football season where Sunday, you know, you wake up afternoon, you, you put on a football game. You put on a football game. So people are in the habit of just watching football, even if it's a bad game, even if it's just for a few minutes, the Pro Bowl is going to do a decent rating. And if it's going to do a decent rating, it's not going anywhere. So a lot of people yesterday cancel the Pro Bowl, cancel this. Uh, those are people who just bet on the under. We, I should have give you, given out a pick on that. I, I wasn't sure on the rules on it. They've changed the rules so many times uh, with the Pro Bowl. I remember early, mid-2000s, it used to be a cash cow where you just bet the over the Pro Bowl. And uh, it used to hit every single year. Every year it hit. And uh, recently they changed it up. I would say five or six years ago they changed it up where they picked teams. It was like Deion Sanders had a team and Irvin would pick teams and they, they would draft players. And that hurt the over because it brought out the competitive nature of these guys. You'd have teammates playing against each other. You know, if you both play for the Patriots or whatever, you could theoretically be matched up in the Pro Bowl. And, you know, there's some bragging rights. There's some pride that took over. So for a few years, they really changed the rules that that hurt the over. So I wasn't really familiar with the rules uh, going into yesterday. As I, as I kind of looked them over, uh, I did bet the over a little bit. So I should have, uh, I feel bad. I should have shared that one with you guys. But again, you didn't really know what you're getting into and. Uh, they had a running clock. They had the, the rule where instead of kicking off, you could convert a fourth and 15. And if you get it, you keep the ball, which if you don't get it, the other team gets it right there. So that really, uh, you would think, would help scoring. But again, the two-hand touch made it really hard kind of to move the ball because as soon, like you hand, they were handing the ball off. And as soon as you run to somebody, as soon as somebody touches you, the play's over, obviously. It was really strange. It wasn't very – I mean, it wasn't good to watch. I understand why people were complaining about it, but you just got to understand that uh, it gets a rating. It gets a rating. People can watch it. People can bid on it. So it's not going anywhere. So uh, that's your Pro Bowl content for the day. A little college basketball as we pivot here and we just do some different things. I'll give you some Super Bowl thoughts before we get out of here. Um, let's see. Auburn is at the top. You know, you got six or seven teams that are even here at the top, whether it's Auburn, Kentucky. I can pull up the odds to win it all because it's pretty interesting, uh, the odds. But uh, just locally, you know, we'll do more UConn here. We'll do some Big East as we get closer to these tournaments. Uh, and, and again, UConn, uh, Hurley took over. Bobby Hurley took over uh, this team. And, you know, you really thought that it was never going to be like it was with Calhoun. But you thought they were headed in the right direction. And they still kind of are. They're ranked. Uh, but they've had a couple of terrible losses. I'm sorry, Dan Hurley. I said Bobby Hurley. Get all these Hurleys confused. Uh, they lost last week to Creighton. They had a bad loss uh, Saturday. Villanova beat them pretty good. Kind of a fringe top 25 team. Not You know, you used to think UConn, early, mid-2000s, they used to have NBA guys literally coming off the bench. I, I don't know that it's ever going to be that again. Uh, if you've ever been to UConn, Stores, Connecticut, it's the middle of nowhere. Uh, how Calhoun ever recruited you know number one picks in the draft. There was a time and point where the NBA, uh, UConn had more NBA players than any other college. It was kind of like not not quite the Alabama of college basketball, but that's how good they were. I mean, they had six, seven guys, uh, you know, on a college team that would make the NBA. We go back to you know Charlie Villanueva was a sixth man. Um, you know, Josh Boone was coming off the bench. They would have the whole starting five would be would be NBA guys and guys coming off the bench. It's really not like that anymore. Uh, and UConn, decent team, not great as we we get ready for the uh, the college basketball. You know, kind of. 
it is what it is. You know, it's a one month season. It's it's good and it's bad in that you know there's nothing like March with the NCAA tournaments, the conference tournaments. It's the best, but it's really the only thing that matters for college basketball. It's really kind of a one month season, which uh, it, it kind of eats the rest of the season. The regular season doesn't mean a whole lot, and it, it's kind of hard to get into because these games really don't have um, a ton of impact. But uh, Auburn only has one loss, coincidentally to UConn. Purdue's right up there. Gonzaga, we know, is always in the mix. Uh, Calipari's got a hell of a team this year. He's had a couple down years. This year, it looks like he could actually get back to winning a championship. Speaking of NBA guys, you think of all the NBA guys he has, he's had, uh, and, and he won one fairly early with Kentucky uh, in 2011, I think his third year there. He hasn't won one since now. I mean, look, you're not firing that guy. He's won uh, a bunch of tournament games. They've been to a bunch of Final Fours. They've come close. They lost a national title game. They lost another Final Four game to UConn the year Kemba Walker was there. Uh, but you would think with all the talent you know, uh, Calipari has that you know, you'd have a few more titles, at least a second title. But it's hard to win. I mean, Izzo only has one. Calipari only has one. It, it, it's hard to win these titles, especially in a one-and-done setting. But uh, if we look at the odds right now, Gonzaga's plus 575 to win it all. Uh, per, uh, Michigan is 60. Wow, Michigan dropped off. They were 65 to 1. They were a preseason title favorite. It's weird how they stack these. But UCLA, 17 to 1. Just giving you an idea some of these teams that are in the mix here uh, to win a title. And yeah, I mean, Auburn's 9 to 1. Yeah, so Gonzaga and Auburn are the favorites. Purdue's up there at, let's see, they're 10 to 1. Uh, Nova is 20 to 1. Like I said, uh, Illinois 21, Michigan really f fell off. Duke, I missed. Duke is 10 to 1, Kansas 15 to 1, Kentucky 12 to 1. Kentucky's an interesting one. Kentucky can win it. I've watched a little bit of them. Uh, they can absolutely win it. And uh, again, there's not that, it's not that wide, it, it, it's wide open. There's not that one dominant team, really like Gonzaga was last year, even though they got upset. There's not that one dominant team this year in college basketball. So. Uh, with no football now, and, and you know it's all NBA. There's one NFL game left. Start to get into college basketball a little more. Just you know, if nothing else, if you're going to bet these conference tournaments, if you're going to bet the NCAA tournament, you gotta you gotta have a little bit of of a warm up period. You can't just go into this cold. So you know, maybe some of you guys are betting college every night. Maybe some of you haven't really watched it, haven't really bet it. So not going to spend a ton of time on it. But uh, do have a couple picks tonight: Kansas versus Texas. Uh, I really like Kansas. Uh, Texas plays this this no middle defense, which is really difficult uh, to deal with. But Kansas has already seen this defense three or four times in the regular season. I, I think they'll be able to adjust to it. I think they'll be able to handle it. Uh, Kansas just has some superior athletes in terms of wings that can score. So uh, Kansas is the better team. I would pick Kansas minus one and a half. That's at Bet River Sportsbook. And Virginia plus 12 against Duke. Duke coming off a monster win at North Carolina. A little bit of a hangover game. Uh, Duke's not great in terms of defense on the, you know, away from the ball, away from the rim. Uh, again, he could have a lackluster effort coming off that big win against North Carolina. So I will take Virginia plus 12. Uh, and in terms of the futures, like I said, Kentucky 12 to one is interesting. Even Michigan 65 to one. Michigan was one of the favorites to win it all. They've had a bad year. So maybe if you're looking for a long, long shot, Michigan 65 to one, but Kentucky 12 to one is one that's interesting. Uh, again, just wanted to touch a little bit on college basketball and, only a few weeks away. These conference tournaments start. Before you know it, Selection Sunday, and, and the weather starts to get warmer. We head into spring, uh, and hopefully baseball, NBA playoffs. So wanted to touch on that. I do like Kansas. I do like Virginia. Uh, when we come back, we'll do a little Super Bowl. This is the New York City cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook.
Online sports betting is now legal in New York, and you can make your first legal sports bet now with BetRivers Sportsbook. BetRivers is a full-featured sportsbook offering same-game parlays, live streaming, and a massive number of daily betting markets. Sign up now and get up to $250 in bonus cash on your first deposit. Download the BetRivers app or go to BetRivers.com today and bet in New York. Must be 21, playable New York only gambling problem? Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. All right, we are back. New York City cast, Bet River Sportsbook. Uh, we'll get into the Super Bowl a little bit. Again, I'm trying to walk the fine line here between doing a little bit of it. It is the Super Bowl. Uh, Rams minus four, total 48 and a half, Bet River Sportsbook. Trying to do a little bit of it, but just pace ourselves. I don't want to sit here and do nine, 10 shows, do nine hours on the same game. You know, uh, how does T. Higgins match up against this corner and really get into it and just kind of bore people with it? And I want to kind of walk a, a fine line, but we are in the same. Uh, we're in Super Bowl week. We're, we're you know five six days away from from playing this game, so I uh, wanted to at least touch on it a little bit. Again, we're gonna have uh, a few shows this week where we just focus solely on props. Uh, and again, we'll do plenty on the game as as it comes closer. We'll have some guests, so we'll do plenty of it. I haven't given a ton of opinion on it. I'll make this pretty simple, though. I have a hard time seeing the Bengals win this game. This is a Bengals team that, I mean, if you remember, one of our first shows was after the Jets beat them, and it was Mike White throwing for 450 yards and really kind of dominating the Bengals. Uh, this is a Bengals team that went 10-7. and They lost to the Jets. They lost by 30 at home to Cleveland. Uh and again, even their playoff games, they got outgained, you know, half a yard per play by the Raiders. The Titans gained seven yards per play against them. Uh, the Chiefs just had them dead to rights, up 21 to three, up 21 to 10, a yard away from putting the game away. If they, if they get that play at the end of the first half, if, even if Mahomes probably just throws it away, but they're a yard away from going up 28 to 10. And if you go up 28 to 10 there, you get the ball to start the second half. I know Mahomes collapsed in the second half. The Chiefs are going to win that game. So the Bengals, uh, to me, this is a great story. You don't get these Cinderella stories in football a lot. Uh, they had lower odds than the Jags to win it all, higher odds depending how you put it. The Jags were more likely to win the Super Bowl than the Bengals coming into this year. That's how people viewed the Bengals. Uh, they were in a division where the Steelers you know, won the division, the Browns and the Ravens were playoff teams last year, and then the Bengals. So uh, this is a, a quick turnaround. Not that long ago they were picking number one in the draft. This is a great Cinderella story. This would be maybe... Uh, I would say, coincidentally, the Rams of 99, this is on that level of the most unlikely Super Bowl champions of all time if the Bengals were able to win this game. I just can't see it. I just don't think they'll be able to block well enough. I think Donald Miller uh, will dominate the game up front for the Rams. Uh, and, and I just think the Rams will find a way. Now, I'm not crazy about laying the four. I do think, uh, and we can get into, as the week comes along, more betting strategy. I do think people that are going to bet the Bengals are going to bet them on the money line. You know, you get some recreational betters say, hey, I want to root for the Bengals. I'm going to pick them to win. I don't need the points. You know, you you win a little to win a lot. You get them plus 170 on the money line. So I think the Bengals' support will come on the money line, which will depress the Rams' money line, which will bring the Rams' money line down to maybe 180, minus 190, something like that. And uh, if you're going to lay minus 110 and lay four points anyway, might as well just lay the minus 180, minus 190, and, and just not have to worry about the four. Although, uh, I wouldn't have a problem laying the four. I think the Rams win this game by seven points, ten points. Uh, last year was a blowout. Usually, you know, we've gotten we've gotten pretty lucky. I remember growing up as a kid, the early '90s, mid '90s. This game was always a blowout. The Super Bowl was. 
uh, ever since, really since that Rams-Titan one to 99, all, all the Patriots Super Bowls have been close. We've gotten kind of spoiled with the exception of last year, with the exception of uh, Denver-Seattle was the blowout. Most of these games are pretty competitive. The Super Bowl, it's been good lately. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we got a dud here. I wouldn't be surprised if if the Rams won the game, I don't know, 30-13, to 31-10. I, I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked. I'd be, yeah, you know, if you're asking me what's more likely, a Bengals win or a Rams blowout, I, I think a Rams blowout was more likely. Again, I would I would be shocked if the Bengals won this game. And I know it's only a four-point spread. And you could say, wow, it, it, it's only a four-point spread. How could you be shocked? It, it, to me, I just have a hard time seeing Burrow and Cincy hold up this trophy. It's, it, I can't get there yet. And I've been on Cincy. I, I picked them to beat the Titans. I picked them to cover against the Chiefs. I kind of chickened out. I just didn't see them being able to stop Kansas City. And again, I think... Uh, they've had some good fortune to get here. Tip balls, interceptions. They've made all these kicks. And, you know, it's funny. Uh, everyone looks at Burrow as the next guy, the next Mahomes, the next Brady. Rightfully so. If you're listening to this as a Jets fan, a Giants fan, uh, one of these franchises that doesn't have a quarterback, you would kill to have Burrow. You'd give up your whole draft to get him. Absolutely. That being said, and again, the media has a way of oversimplifying these things. Uh, Burrow hasn't been great in the playoffs. He's been good. He's made plays. He got out a bunch of sacks against the Chiefs. He's played really well. But the Bengals have five touchdowns on offense in the playoffs. They have five touchdowns. One of those came on a 20-yard field after, uh, remember the defensive lineman for the Bengals tipped the Mahomes uh, pass on the screen pass for an interception, returned it to the 20-yard line, and the Bengals got a short field, a touchdown. Uh, that's one of their five touchdowns. They've had five offensive touchdowns. They, uh, You just go through it. They really haven't done a lot. Uh in terms of these box scores, it's not that impressive. Now, you could say that you're being a hater. You could say all these things. Okay. I mean, they had 19 points against the the, the Titans, uh, 26 against the Raiders. Okay. The Raiders are a below-average team, below-average defense. Again, 19 points against the, the Titans. That's what they had, the one touchdown to Mixon, and they kicked four field goals. And then last week, they scored 27 points against the Chiefs defense. That's not very good. And, again, one of those is – off of a turnover that's really been a lot of defense, tipped tipped passes. I just, I have a hard time talking myself into the Bengals. I will be on the Rams. Uh, I, I like them to win. I like the money line. I will give you a couple props here. I, I do like cup over. I think it's important to point out anything that's popular, cup over is, is popular. Nobody's going to want to bet under. So you're going to see these popular props, overs go up. So if you like the over, bet it early. If for whatever reason you like the underweight, you'll get a better number on the under late. You'll get a better number on the over early just based on rec recreational money and what people want to bet. So I do like cup over, uh, not even from a strategy standpoint, just I want to grab the number knowing it's going to go up and maybe I can buy back on the under. Uh, again, if you're new to these props, you got to get the best number, shop around. They can, there can be a different, uh, there can be you know a, a lot of variety, I should say. Uh, a lot of variants where one book has it 93, another book has it 99. Those six yards are huge. And uh, if you do your homework now, it's time consuming. It's a lot of logging in, logging out, looking around. You can bet over 99, over 93 and under 99. And, you know, if you hit on some of these, it, a lot of these are right around the right number. So you, you have a chance to hit both of them. So shop around, get the best number, do your homework, do your research. Uh, and if you like the over, bet it early. If you like the under, wait. Because not a lot of people are lining up to bet the under, especially on these popular players like Cup and you know Chase. Who's going to sit there and say, you know what I really want to do on my Super Bowl Sunday is bet the under at Cooper Cup. Nobody's going to do that. So uh, it's 107.5 now at Bet River Sportsbook. I expect that to go up. I wouldn't be shocked if that closes 
boy, that's a crazy number for a receiver, but I wouldn't be shocked if it closes 113, 114. I think it'll go up, up, and up. So if you like the over, bet it now. If you're going to bet the under, wait. Uh, another one I like, Acres over. I've been on the under for Acres. A lot of these playoff games, I think, you know, he's had fumbling issues. He hasn't been effective. He's been a better story than he has a running back coming back from that injury. But if you look at the Bengals, uh, they beat the Chiefs by dropping eight guys into coverage. I expect that strategy to continue. I think they'll rush three, drop eight. And if you're rushing three, dropping eight, that leaves the run game wide open. Uh, McVay's not afraid to run the ball. And Akers has gotten a lot of touches. Uh, even after those fumbles, uh, he didn't get as many touches last game because he hurt his shoulder against the 49ers. But they've trusted him. I mean, he got 24 carries against the Bucks, 17 carries against the Cardinals. Uh, so, so even 13 last week with a bad shoulder. So, uh, and again, if you like the Rams to win the game, which I do, you figure second half they have a lead. They're running the ball. They're milking the clock. That means Acres. So, uh, anything with Acres over in terms of attempts, over yards. I think it's 63 and a half right now for yards. Uh, I like the over 63 and a half Cam Acres rushing yards. And again, go to Bet River Sportsbook. They have plenty of options. 660 betting options, props, halftime shows. Will a, a quarterback catch a pass? Will another player attempt to pass? I mean, you name it. You can really uh, dig into the whole menu here. They got appetizers, entrees, desserts, uh, a good drink menu. Bet Rivers really has uh, has rolled out a quite quite a, a betting menu for this Super Bowl. So uh, we'll do that as the week goes on. We'll spend more time on these props, more time on this game. Uh, as for tonight, the picks, I gave, had to give you some picks. I mean, I don't want you to listen to this podcast and say, you know what, I really enjoyed the podcast, but I didn't get any picks. You know, it's like a kid not getting anything for Christmas. I can't do that to you guys. So uh, the picks tonight, Kansas minus one, maybe one and a half now. No, it's still Kansas minus one. You can get the money line. Oh, and uh, I like Virginia getting the 12 against Duke. And I mentioned I do like the Rams for the game. I like Acres over and I like Cup over. Uh, and we'll do more of this game as the week goes on. We'll get some guests on. And the Knicks are in action, as I mentioned, tonight against the Jazz. I don't have a play in that game. I don't trust the Jazz. I would lean towards the Jazz, but uh, seven and a half is about right. So I'm not going to push it there, but I do expect the Jazz to win the game. And the trade deadline is Thursday, so uh, we'll see if we have, we have any action in terms of that. Again, I don't expect Harden to go anywhere. Maybe the Knicks sell off some pieces. It doesn't sound like it's going to be that active of a deadline. Maybe Beal gets traded. Maybe that would be the one kind of big one, although he hasn't played great. Uh, this season doesn't sound like Harden gets traded. You know, Sabonis getting traded. Does that do anything for you? Probably not. Uh, so we'll probably see some secondary tertiary players get traded, some role players, that kind of thing. But, you know, not that big splash that you hope for that really, you know, changes the landscape of things. But uh, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll talk more Super Bowl. We'll get into some different things. This is the New York City cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening.